uh, says that um, the boys were scattered, dejected, um, compared with Egyptians who were huddled together and focusing. Um, he, he continues to say that the back pass needed more pace, awareness, would have picked up the Egyptian or a teammates would have called out, we've got an uphill um, task. Thank you, um, Notedria, um, for doing the listeners, the host of Ultimate um, Health. But you had um, Daniel Dazi. Daniel Dazi works um, with the BBC. You also had Carla Olympio. Carla is a corporate lawyer and a fan of the Black Stars. You had Andy.com. is a sports journalist and a commentator. You also had Pelasco Jr. He connected with us from um, Abidjan. You had Muftao Nabila, my colleague who is also at Abidjan, who connected with us from um, Abidjan. Um, my name is Maxwell. Um, Agbagba's show was ably produced by Michael Papani. Actually, once again, as you're driving home, wherever you find yourself, sing the song. Let's pray for the Black Stars. <laughs> Next is the library with Andy Dusty. Bye bye. another Friday and this is your favorite radio documentary show. This is The Library with Andy Dusty. I told you that I'm coming your way this week with productions of Kewa. Yeah. Producer David Kojoche, popularly known as Kewa, is a music producer, sound engineer, and an ordained man of God. So my question here is, a man of God, when, when people come to you to work, what, what happens? Does he... <laughs> does he pray with them before or what? Well, maybe. Well, just maybe. <laughs> just maybe. Okay, welcome folks. So let's begin. In case this is the first time you're listening to The Library, this is a documentary that focuses mainly on the productions or the catalog of music producers. Here, we speak of the musicians and other players who were actively involved in the production of the records. So, as a man of God, how do I start this program without starting with the Word of God? Hey, So... Let's begin with Kewa, who had worked with gospel singer Dinah Hamilton. Here is Kewa 
sharing experiences working with Diana Milton. Let me even say that uh, working with her brings a phrase to mind that distance is no barrier. Um, I don't know if you understand me because with Diana Hamilton, most of her productions has always been when she's in London and so she sends me a voice note and then I will produce the song to that effect and then send it back to her for her to do if, um, her vocals. Then I will finalize it from here. I mean, and usually if she's in town, she'll just pass through the studio and then do final touch-ups with the song and then we will pray about it because uh, she's one who believes in prayer a lot, will pray about it. And she also believes in teamwork. And so most of the productions also we always share with her team where i mean when i say the team does a core team and so we look at the corrections what we need to add here and what we need to take out so that at the end of the day the production comes out super and nice all right nice so y'all know that Diana milton lives in the uk as we speak she's holidaying in america i caught up with Diana milton while holidaying in america and she had this to share about her relationship with Kewa. I'm pretty sure down in the question you might ask my relationship with him um, but I, I think his work ethics is just top notch he is very understanding you know um, takes his work very seriously and after working with him for, for years you can trust that he'll deliver and so he, and he, I think he, he understands how my team works my team can be my team with him is like a square so there's myself there's uncle charles my manager and king david my executive producer road manager and then himself and you can show my husband in there somewhere um but my husband will be on my side and then there's uncle charles then there's king david and kewa understands the dynamics of my team so when he delivers a work and is taking long and he's not heard from us he knows that the team is discussing amongst ourselves and so that if one of us should call him that is the mouthpiece of the team um i'm, I'm pretty sure he deals with everyone differently because everyone's dynamics will not be um what ours is but he truly understands how my team works he's very accommodating he is not and, and Mr. Know It All, even though he's very knowledgeable and knows what, how, how do I say, he knows his work very much. But he also appreciates that whoever is bringing the song has an idea. And so he's willing to listen. And then, but it's it's so beautiful that by the time we're done talking, we all keep coming from the same angle and, and we make a beautiful song. So yeah, he, he, he delivers on his time when he says come you go you meet him you don't keep too long um, the work is done he's just so much fun to work with um not too much play a very comfortable environment it's i don't think i can explain it you, you have to experience it to, to actually know yeah yeah we are let's experience that now milton folks <laughs> I'm in print, print, to be on carry me. I said, my son, say, yeah, it's a way. 
guys who just tuned in, you're listening to the library. If you're tweeting, please tweet with the hashtag the library hashtag T H E L I B R A R Y, and I will read your tweets on the radio. I will appreciate it if you keep it very simple and short. However, Dan Hamilton shares how the song Work in Progress was created. Like I said, with Work in Progress, I wasn't in the studio with him. I um, I had to send the song to him. He programmed the song, bounced it to me, and then I had to go to a studio in London um, to go and, and sing that. So with, with Work in Progress, um, I didn't have a physical studio session with him. But when we got it, would call him and say, oh, can we tweet this side? The vocals was just one take. We didn't have to do any other thing. But then the play, even with Work in Progress, we didn't have to do much um, with, with with Clay. But then I think my, my, there's going to be money also. So we'll, we'll get on to money. And then with that, I can I can tell my studio session. Actually, I think I can go because after Work in Progress, then we went on to money. Your money, your, I sing, I, I think it's myself and Kiwa, Every song we do, I just don't show up in the studio. I'll always sing it to him. He will do a quick programming with what I have done, bring it over, and we tell ourselves we like it. That then, then we, we start we start going forward from there. And so that's what happened with with Monio. But then I went into the studio. He was understanding. It's so much fun. Um, willing to take all my rubbish on board anything that comes to mind i tell him can we try this um and and he really understood he gets me he, he gets me so it was so much fun you have um king david to one side doesn't play anything <laughs> but knows what he wants you to play can you imagine that yeah knows what he wants you to play he, he knows it in his mind i think it'd be interesting if you ask kewa and what he thinks about King David. It's so funny. Um, and in the studio, it was myself, Kiwa, and then um, King David. And then and then I think along the line, he would let some say, um, let me do the, vo- do the vocals. And then we walk away. And then he sits down sometime in the night and works on it and brings it to us. But studio sessions with him is amazing. Amazing. I, I, I can say that. It's the library. You wrote me off the gun called I may be down when you say I'm a man. Me, yam, yam, Stan Hamilton here on the library. All right, folks, let's continue. Here is Dan Hamilton again sharing how her big hit Monio was created. Here is Dan Hamilton sharing the untold story of the song Monio. So with, with Monio, th- this this is what happened. Um I think I've told the story of how I got the song. Um, I went through a terrible loss um, of pregnancy. I, I, I lost a pregnancy, and this is this is how the song came about. When I knew I was pregnant, about two months into it, I told my manager that I was pregnant, and so we had to block my diary because I knew it meant um, I was willing to travel with a pregnancy. 
up until when the bookings were taking were over. And then I wasn't going to take any bookings for a year because I knew I needed a paternity leave, maternity leave and all that. So after I lost that pregnancy, it meant that I had a whole year of no events, no invitations, and I was at home spending time with the family. But boy, it gave me time to sit down, to reflect, to write, and then also time to bounce back with Kiwa. But my, my, my scariest moment was, you know, if I'm not going to go to Ghana, was I going to go through the whole essential thing go to a studio because you know work in progress was great that people will always say oh your live performance was good because with live performance i had heard the song i knew the song and we were able to put our own touches of i know for sure that if i'd been in the studio with kiwa on work in progress i would have added mayakese in the studio but i wasn't there and so I was worried that was I going to have to do another studio, like something that I was away and not in the studio with him. But it was all right because, you know, Kewa always had that magic touch. So he, I sent the song to him. We worked on it. He brought it back. Then God made a way and I went to Ghana. I remember the day, in fact, I have pictures of the day I went there. I was in a yellow top. I was excited. I had had a chance to take a quick trip to Ghana. And that I was going to be able to record the song with Kewa. And oh, that was amazing. That was super, super, super amazing. Just to be able to go there and do what we did. It's the library discussing Kewa. Joy.
Hamilton's got hits. And with Kewa, well, you can't go wrong. There's no way you will go wrong when it comes to Kewa, man. Believe that. Yeah, you make sure you have it. So, here is Dan Hamilton telling us the inspiration or the motivation to work with Kewa. The long story what drove me to Kewa, um, but to cut a long story short, um, we have started the song with um, a different producer had worked to a point and then we had a few issues and so we had to do and go to someone totally new between the first producer and Kewa we had spoken to another guy who didn't want to work on it I think if a song is going to be good you meet these obstacles sometimes and so then Uncle Charles my manager said let's go to Kewa I said to him I don't know him I don't have his contact he said leave it to me so we went to him we didn't even tell him we had gone anywhere I just sang the song on WhatsApp because we didn't want anything close to what we had already done and like they say the rest is history but we, we knew we knew the kind of the kind of song we wanted to do it, it was a new like I said it was a new um, territory we were going into and so we knew who we wanted to work on and uh, the key was one was divine how we got him how patient he was with us it was just beautiful all right nice one there if it was just beautiful i like the stories behind the songs so one song that i really enjoy from Dinah hamilton is wasem yes your word was the untold story wasem is like wine gets better with time it's that's what the word of god is never out of date ever it's powerful keeps getting better and better with time like every time i've done once i'm on stage sounds like a new song fresh powerful and for k i mean that's what the word of god is it's new every morning it's it comes alive it becomes relevant every time it applies to you it's so relevant it's so powerful and for Kewa to be able to bring that song and give it the feel it has Wasem especially is like it's it's brought various sets of even Christianity you know you have Pentecostal you have charismatic you have orthodox I mean I remember I remember the bell you know I know what I mean by Kewa listens. I'm listening to the song and I'm like, Kewa, anyway, I said, he was like, he calls me superstar and I call him prophet. So I'm like, prophet, I'm now saying, so he plays the, the bell. I think he tries to get a bell on the, on the keyboard or whatever puts it on and he says to me superstar nah bell and I was sending a copy of bell and kasa I was sending a copy of school and I was sending a bell I have a bag and a shape you know I'm thinking what is this guy on about but you know it's just the combination it starts off with, with an Afro praise effect starting the song um, along the line we're in high life along the line we're in charismatic it's an opinion they can have it whatever that is <laughs> the way he's playing it <laughs> and then you're the guy you know it's 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 just I, I think that's what gives the song the, the the position it's at as in beautiful never out of date always comes alive on stage like it's a song you can't mount a dh stage and say you won't do it becomes so difficult but yeah hmm all right folks here is dan hamilton singing your word was um, produced by kewa only on the library send in your comments and i'll read them on air i've seen your comments i'll be reading them pretty soon this is the library with Andy Dusty.
song i i just love it man i love it great song right there now i've seen your comments keep them coming and i'm gonna read all of them on the library with andy dusty boombash tagomba says hey the library with andy dusty is always good and epic listening to you very refreshing and good ear appealing we are grateful indeed from boombash dagomba from Tema Mataeko. At Fresh P says, Andy Dusty, I'm in the office enjoying KWA session of the library. Kasekewa. <laughs> Ashikome one says, Monday to Kewa. Let me just relax for the untold stories. And I've got more coming up. I got more coming up. Ashikome one says, What a way to start the show. Hashtag the library. Diana Hamilton. Andy Dusty, okay. Okay, all right. Now, Kewa brags that he was the first to produce crunk. Well, crunk was um, a genre or a subgenre of hip-hop created by Lil John and the East Side Boys. Okay, now Lil John, when he came up with crunk, the word crunk was a combination or a compound of two words, which had crazy and drunk, and that created the word or the genre Crunk. Here is the first group to create Crunk 4x4, a leading member of the group, Captain Planet. The title of the song was HotGirls.com. Remember that? Huh. Charlie, I remember when that song came out. Like, really, Charlie, these boys are so. Are they Ghanaians? And no one knew which producer even worked on the songs. Here is Captain Planet telling me about HotGirls.com. HotGirls.com was one of the songs we recorded with Kiwa. Uh, Kiwa did the engineering aspect of it. I think in the year 2007, if my memory serves me right, 
we went to him with a song by Lil John, Lil John or Young Jock and T Pain. Uh, I can't really remember. And this happened at a time when crank music was taking over in America. And anytime we are in the club, we hear that style of music over and over. So we decided to copy it. So we told Kewa to play us something similar. And he came out with a beat and we started laying our vocals. And that was the time we discovered Fresh Prince also, who added another flavor to the group. Fresh Prince, really? Where's that guy? Okay, so is Hot Girls the first crunk in Ghana as bragged by Kewa? Yes, 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 yes. 100% sure. Hotgirls.com was the first crunk song in Ghana. No debate about that. The whole Ghana knows it and it's on record. Hotgirls.com was the first crunk music in Ghana. Mm. But in this case... Was it not too risky to introduce a genre that was very unpopular and people didn't know about it in Ghana? Yes, I would say it was too risky for us doing something new that people are not used to. So it's like we're taking a bold step to switch to something extra from the ordinary. It was too risky for us, but we did it with the help of the fans and everybody out there. They were loving it and I would say it was it was successful. Hmm. Listeners... I have a big shock or a shocker for all of you. Remember, 4X4 began with Captain Planet and Coded, right? Formerly Abortion. Then, from nowhere, a young chap joined in known as Fresh Prince. For some years, Fresh Prince is out of the scene. Only to find out that the young man is living in America. Listen, it's only the library where you get to hear from people who've been missing out of the scene. Here is Fresh Prince of 4X4 telling us the risk of producing Crunk. I kind of believe everything that happened was God's plan because um, crazy enough, you know, another thing uh, a lot of people don't know is that I'm actually half Liberian. I was actually born in Liberia. And I'm half Ghanaian. So um I said tree, you know, a tree and the guy in the things, you know. I did force myself to speak because you know, I actually learned all those languages when I came to Ghana. So it's not it's not like it's not actually my mother tongue like that. So you know, should I dare my tongue talk like that? So when it comes to anything English, I'm more fluent. <laughs> when it comes to Pigeon, yeah, Pigeon uh Africa English now, yeah. When it comes to that, yeah, stuff like that, I'm more fluent. So I don't know. Crazy enough, I don't know how Coded managed to determine that uh, HotGirls.com was going to be the right fit, the right track for me. I don't know. It's crazy. Probably because he, he had listened to stuff that I had done in the past and he knew, yo, this boy can kill this urban star. Because it's crazy, man. I remember when we stepped in the studio that day, Ketcha was in the studio. There was a lot of other chaps. It was it was a jam-packed studio. And it was, bro, it was my first time. My first time stepping up in the studio, meeting all these people. And then I was like the star of the moment. Eh? It was crazy. It was exciting, but very crazy. I was, I, was, I was nervous. And talking about risk, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. The story is crazy. This part has never been told to. Actually... Back then, 4X4, the two of them, Coden and Captain Planet, they actually had a plan. <laughs> they had a crazy plan. And I was supposed to be the backup. Because I remember those days, the guys that were raining were the high-life dudes. It was it was the Ufurel Ponsan, the Kofin T, you know, the KK Fusus. They were making all the noise those days. Anywhere you pass, one band yet, one band yet, one band yet. I tell you, man, that was when 4X1 knew they needed a singer. But then I wasn't the singer they were looking at. I remember when we went to the studio, there was another high life artist that uh, they did a song with that same day. We actually did three songs that day. I remember vividly. We did hotgirls.com. We did another one. I wasn't on that tune. It was two of them. It was Coded, Captain Planet, and another high life dude. The dude sings so well. The dude, if you hear the song they did, you go figure say be over and bust ourselves the feature. Correct our life, dude. And they did a very nice tune with him too. And did uh I think two with me. 
did hotgirls.com with me and they did a it's like a movie and another tune like that that wasn't really promoted crazy enough i was supposed to be the backup because it was the high life days and the high life dude that they did a song with was very talented so me i don't say at that time on me i don't get hope like that you can't put me for this akata tune there and i don't say i don't get hope like that but you know it's crazy when it's your time it's your time god's light just shone on me i mean it was crazy because when they did the promo the promo series i remember it was all three tunes on it it was hotgirls.com it was that high life tune and it was that it's like a movie tune on the promo cd but crazy enough mine took off so it's crazy you know when it's your time it's your time and another thing i've understood about this industry about this whole music business is that people always want to listen to new stuff people always want to listen to you know something new something unique and i think what happened is that people were, were already tired with the one band here one band here you know? they were already tired with all those same style popping up people wanted to hear something new so when hot girls came up it was new to everybody new brand new so yeah that's what made it happen and i think it was just also god's plan because you know when it's your time it's your time so i think it was just my time you understand because <laughs> yeah, I know when I listen to myself today, I feel I feel laugh myself. Say ah, so they're singing, yeah, they sing, yeah, they sing. People were praising me, but they're singing me that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when it's your time, it's your time. You know, so it was crazy. Um, yeah, that's what happened. All right, so folks, if you haven't heard from Fresh Prince in years, finally I have unleashed that gate. <laughs> I have unlocked it. Finally, you've got to hear him only on the library. But have you ever asked or have you ever been told how he joined 4X4? Well, Fresh Prince continues and he shares the studio experience working on the song and then how he even joined the group. The experience working on hotgirls.com has always been a memory, man. It's always been an exciting memory because y'all remember, man, how charged up the studio was that day it was such an experience yes i can never forget that it was actually my first time my first experience with 4x4 and yeah i think everybody knew the story Gordon and myself were schoolmates uh matter of fact we all grew up in the same hood three of us all grew up in the same hood teaching in white states and uh Gordon was my senior in school and yeah we both knew each other's talents and appreciated each other's talents so yeah Kode had always told me when he blew up, he always told me, bro, I was going to give you a chance. I'll give you a chance one of these days because, you know, I was always the type that would, you know, record my own stuff and then send it to him, let him listen to me, listen to the stuff I was doing. And yeah, he always appreciated it. And he he, he assured me that he was going to give me a chance. So I was just there one day and then he came up to my crib and yeah, picked me up. And then he took me to Captain Planet's place. And then the next thing when we're up in the studio, busting down that tune. Folks, here it is, hotgirls.com. Joy 99.7 FM. If you wanna get with me, baby, we could ride or die. If you wanna party with me, baby, we could slide. Say now what you can with so up and me and no. And to bribe if I would up on me no more. Let's go, order you day, baby, give it to me. Hot girl, that's come, won't you give it to me? Say now what you can with so up and me and no. And to bribe if I would up on me no more. Sexy 
Produced by the incredible Kewa. Yeah. And it's happening live on the library. Okay, so, you know there was a remix to this song, right? But for me, I enjoy the Untold Stories much more. And so, where's Fresh Prince? Charlie, continue with the Untold Story. What is the Untold Story? The Untold Story, the Untold... Well, my side of the Untold Story about that tune is that that was actually the first day I officially met Captain Planet. Well, wow. I mean, um, we wow. had we had met before, but we hadn't been introduced, like officially introduced. Wow. So the day we did the Hot Girls tune was the day I was officially introduced to Captain Planet by Coded. Because, yeah, he actually picked me up from a crib, and we first went to Captain Planet's place, and then he introduced me to Planet. And told him, yeah, this is the dude I was talking about. This, this is the boy I was talking about, man. This is the talented dude I was talking about, bro. Yeah, he's going to kill it. And Captain was like, yo, bro, are you ready for this shit? Okay, so just as Fresh Prince is telling us of the untold story, well, let's get closer to Captain Planet to also share the untold story of the same song. <laughs> uh, the untold story of the song came from Coded. He created the chorus. Okay. He told me uh, about some encounter he had the previous day, which I can't say it on here, but <laughs> something surely inspired him. So I think he, he would be the best person to answer that question. <laughs> mm. But how did the remix come up though? The remix version came about because the original song was huge and people were demanding for a remix version. So we decided to give it an extended play, put all the hot boys on it at that time, all the reigning guys. And we managed to have like 15, 20 people. But because of time factor, we recorded it with only 10 people who were available at that time. And I would say, like I said, because of time factor, a lot of people were not available. A lot of people were traveling. A lot of people were doing other things. So we couldn't get all the people who were request, requesting to be on it. But we were able to do it with 10 people. Uh, talking about two guys, the boss, me, myself, and I, Captain Planet, Coded, Fresh Prince, Caroline, Papi of 55 fame, Assem, Richie Mensa, Tiny, and Castro. Right. So, Fresh Prince, do you remember? Can I tell you, God knows best because this life, God, God, he control everything because God knew, he knew that if you know, help me, like if you know, if you know, make that hot girls not come blue, now die and die for that issue longer there. <laughs> so, you know, everything is God's plan. And crazy enough, yeah, man, how the remix pop up, yeah, I don't even know how it happened because 
it looks like the song just took off. The song just took off. And whether it was the first crunk song or the last, that one no concern me. Because yo, there were other people doing their stuff too. Whichever one came out first, me, I don't know. It's up to you, the fans, to judge. So, you know, me, I don't like to claim first. I don't like to claim. Top ashata, top ashata. That one no concern me. Whether we're the first or not, you know, really concern me like that. But yo, yeah, I think when the song took off, yeah, we had requests from our friends, you know. I remember we had requests. The request came. It wasn't us that, you know, planned it. The request just kept coming from the Lynx crew. I sent one of the kick on it, you know, from our own friends, 5-5. They also wanted to be on the tune. The request just kept coming. So, yeah, we had to let it happen. And then, uh, crazy enough, most of the artists did the verses themselves in their own studios. That's how passionate they were about the tune. They did the verses. I mean, I remember Sam recorded his own verse in his studio brought it to us yeah five five i think yeah five five came to ks place and all that so i think it's the passion the song had already caught fire everywhere so everybody won't join the wave so yeah i remember uh yeah most of those artists requested to be on the track themselves so mm. you know i depended on you nice one there so what, what about dull moments when recording the song personally i don't think there was any dull moments recording hotgirls.com it was just excitement right from the beginning too. The only thing I noticed is that from the beginning, uh, when we first did the song, it was a bit too noisy because you know, crunk, crunk itself is a noisy genre. The synth, all those loud synth, then it come plenty too much from the beginning when we recorded the song. It was a bit too noisy. All day more with there, I no get hope. With her, her life artist to kill it, one like that, you know. I don't get hope. So personally, that was my my down, my downside. But crazy enough, I think a week after we recorded the song, when we came back to the studio to listen to the song, Kiwa don't transform the song. All the noisy synth were all out of the song, and the song was so clean and clear. Yo, I was surprised, man. Trust me, Kiwa. Kiwa is a genius. Hey. Kiwa amazed me that day because I was really worried about the synth, how loud all the synth were and the whole noisiness about the song. But yo, we came back to the studio, man. Kiwa had transformed the song. So yeah, I think it was all good moments. It was all good moments because yeah, for me, it was the first time, my first experience with 4X4 and that catapulted me into fame. So yeah, it was all goodness, all goodness and mercy like that for me. <laughs> yeah. So, nice one there. Thank you very much. Let's get back to Captain Planet to share how the remix was recorded. I want to get to know the recording process. We couldn't get everybody to record their vocals on the same day. So, what we did was, whoever was ready, then we take the person straight to the studio to lay his or her vocals. And it took us, uh, I think, days. Yeah, a lot of them came on a different day. And the entire studio session uh, lasted like, I think, like a week. Yeah, a week, a week or so. Uh, a week or so, and we were able to come out with it. Well, Fresh Prince just shared worst moments. How about you? Uh, the worst moment was when we were trying to get everybody to the studio to record at once. But because of time factor, things delayed a bit. And sometimes we go there and there is light off. So we'll wait, wait and wait, and maybe the light comes around four, five in the evening. And at that point in time, to Kewatu is supposed to go to church or do other stuff. So we have to postpone the whole studio session and, you know, reschedule it again. So we had, you know, that was that was some of the worst moments I can remember. How about funny moments? Uh, talking about some of the funny moments, I think Asem was having some beef with all the Tema boys at that time. <laughs> and I remember on the day of the recordings, I was teasing him that, oh, you, today, the Tema boys will come here and beat you. And we were all making fun of him. And another funny moment was the fact that uh, we brought the crank and we were never awarded for it. Ah. But I think Ochiame Kwame got it, which is Wusu song. And we were very disappointed. Like, ah, how can we break up there? <laughs> we don't go get any award for it. There, <laughs> can't do that. Was so, so carry that award, go Charlie. It was so painful, but oh Charlie. <laughs> In fact, funny. 
Let's get to the good moments. Uh, the good moment is the fact that we are always having a party in the studio, you know. Kiwa will always get us some food, get us some rides, get us some drinks. We, we, we were having fun. And another good moment was the fact that after the, the whole song, after the whole recording, everybody was conversant and feeling good about the final mixing and mastering and we were all happy. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, folks, if we were all happy, let's get happier. Here is the remix that featured Assem, Five Five, Tiny, Castro, Caroline, Richie. Folks, here is the remix of hotgirls.com but hey, even with the remix, I even went ahead to talk to some of the musicians involved. Folks, let's all welcome. <laughs> let's all welcome. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very sure this one will make you uh, crack up a bit. The reason I'm saying it to make you crack up is because when I got closer to Papi and asked Papi his involvement in the song, he was asking, ah, that song, they are dead up. No, there are no data. <laughs> the guy had even forgotten that you did a feature like that. Here is Papi telling us how he appeared on the song. I met with it, uh, he used to be a boy. The time he used to be a boy, now. We used to meet another Braca for rehearsals, like Miss SS recognized, go to uh, National Theatre, come to the Braca, Old Timers, Air Toss, YWCA. You know, before way before they became official, uh, Fox 4 and they released the first single. So I think it'd be funny thing. Fast forward now, me and my crew, 5 5 was hot. You know, we're hot back then. So I mean, what else do you think of? It was so they put me, Assem, Castro, IRP, may so rest in peace, and, and C A R O, Caro, and the Caro was on it. So yeah, that's our. On it, yeah. Nice one there. Now, what is the untold story behind your involvement in that remix? Oh, uh, you know, back then, you know, 4x4 was hot. You know, swag was on point, very talented. And you know, when I came to, I came to with a different swag. Pretty boy from Madabraka, swag was on point. On some Nimi Buff and some stuff like that. So the girls was all over me. I was a bad boy, you know, so the girls was all over me. And I want say, any idea, idea what you say, and so you know what I'm saying. So they put us, I think they selected the boys that the girls love in the industry. Like, they selected those like that had like a crazy female fan base. And I think mean, I was I was part of that, you know what I'm saying. So I think they chose me, they chose Assem, they chose Castro. And the highest girl in the rap game back then was was Caro, so they put Caro in it. But you know, I feel so they, they selected the boys with the girls they love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of Caroline Sampson, here she is. Explaining how she appeared on the song, here's Caroline. On how I appeared on the remix of HotGirls.com by 4x4, produced also by KY around 2015 or 2016. It was the crunk era, you know. Most of these artists who had original songs were jumping on the wave and remixing their songs. So I think through conversations, my name came up and KY thought it was a good idea to put me on as they had the tallest of male artists already. There was uh, Tuga, Captain Planet himself, Coded, uh, Assem, Fresh Prince, Castro, Papi, Five Five, Tiny, Richie himself. So he called me, KY called me, uh, told me about the plan and he wouldn't take no for an answer. I mean, he's one of the biggest producers we have, so why not? I went to the studio in Tema and uh, <laughs> highly spiritual, huh? A few of the artists in there, uh, we had a lot of, you know, talk and um, I put down my verse. I got help, I went to the booth, I delivered, came out with all the fans flowing and some teasing me that I was going to be the next blah, blah, blah. And others, you know, telling me to look into doing music, not that I wanted to anyway i'm tired of hearing it over and over <laughs> yeah but that was the moment and we did it i didn't hear any of these other guys uh verses it came out and it was beautiful around the time with the crunk and everything happening why not we did a thing we did a thing and we talked about the industry you know laughed and we left the studio it was really a moment nice one there poppy comes back to share the studio experience while recording the remix Alphoxpose, hotgirls.com. Bro, if I tell you, say, I did kind of, I did lie. <laughs> I know I'm talking anything that I would lie, but I think it was, it was, 
But honestly, it was a KOS studio because you know it didn't produce the song, so it was a KOS studio. But I know the guy who took me there because I, th- I don't know if it be coded or planet, I don't know, or the both of them, or I won't recast. I know the guy, but it was a K- it was a KOS studio. We record for them, the rest, I don't know how it happened. I don't know how the rest did their vocals, but I think me, Castro, and planet was first for something like that. They, you know, yeah, 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 I know the guy, I know the guy. folks, here is the remix. Of the smash hit hotgirls.com. Cut that. Je 